Hi guys, welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast. This is episode 17. Now this is how to change career. Welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast. No capes, no superpowers, just hustle. Not Wonder Woman removes the myth of the ladies who, quote, have it all and gives practical insight to help you, the working woman, conquer the world like the boss babes we know you are. Hi guys, it's Kieran and I have Mel with me and today we're really excited to talk about career change and we have Joanna Dye, uh, who is the founder of Dyewear, which is a brand that's dedicated to performance wear for women, which is, you know, business wear with function. Um, and she's here to talk to us about how she changed career because she is, um, her, her background is in banking. Um, and I think that lots of people nowadays are either thinking about or have gone through a career change. Um, are, are you one of those people, Mel? You know, I got to think we both are, right? Yes. I mean, we're both lawyers by trade. Yes. And then we kind of do say slash blogger, whatever well, that, that means. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm coming to terms yeah. with the slash yeah. whatever. That's quite an American thing, isn't it? To be a something slash something slash something. Is it? I, well, I, th- I think no? so. I mean, yeah. I think it's certainly entrepreneurial yes. in many ways. Um, and, and everybody, if they're honest with themselves, is a slash something. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Yeah. Everybody does a lot of things, you mm-hmm. know. Lots of hats. Every working woman has, yeah, wears lots of hats. But, you know, it is a big shift, certainly, if you were to say, hey, I was a lawyer for a while and then I'm going to totally switch and I'm going to go make clothes or go yes. um, just, you know, be be in media or be whatever you're going to be. I just I just think those are huge changes, life changes changes to make. Mm-hmm. And the process is a daunting one. So mm-hmm. there's people though that think, Hey, I got in the wrong thing for me and it's not where I want to stay, but I'm 10 years in. How do I switch? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the, the quite, sometimes it's asking yourself the question and then admitting to yourself that actually I know I embarked on this journey and spent a lot of time, effort and money acquiring these skills, but it is okay for me to change my mind because you're not the same person. If you've been in an industry for 10 years or 20 years, you're not the same person when you first embarked on that journey. So it's totally okay to say, actually, this isn't what I want to do anymore. You're not giving up on your career. You've just changed your mind. You've just changed your mind. You Mm -hmm. want to do something else. And those skills are infinitely transferable. Abs, that's the thing. It's not like you wasted your time. No. I would I would hate for people to think that the prior career was a waste of time because there's so many things as a lawyer that have been applicable to me, for example, as a blogger. Mm. And and you too, right? Yes. We do contracts every day, yeah. stuff and working with brands and people and mm-hmm. and so, you know, that's a that's a skill set I bring to the table that I don't have to worry about. Yeah. Um wherein other bloggers may not feel that confident in that. And mm-hmm. and so for me that's not that's not the that's not the process part of the of being a blogger that's hardest for me. And so I think that'll be true for any anybody who switches careers. They, they're going to understand another industry better than than their counterparts because they've experienced it. So I just think you leverage it. Don't don't view it as a waste. You mm-hmm. view it as something you can leverage. Mm-hmm. Hi guys, it's Kieran and today I am talking to Joanna Dye of 
Die, which is a company that I've loved and followed on Instagram for quite some time. They do great um, workwear pieces. Um, I'll let Joanna do an intro to her own brand. But the reason why we have you on the podcast today is because you have a really interesting story that I wanted to share with our listeners about career change. So you came into the fashion industry later on or as a second career yes and I know that there are a few people that listen and I certainly get like feedback from listeners and people on online about wanting to make a change yeah. at some point in their career so I thought you were the best person to come and talk to us about yes. that yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you so much for having me, Karen. It's so lovely to see you again. Mm, likewise. Um, the career change came at a point when I did turn 30 mm-hmm. um, and looking forward. So I spent eight years in investment banking mm-hmm. at one of the large um, tier one firms. Yeah. Um, and I was craving something more consumer related, right. more yeah. entrepreneurial and creative. Mm-hmm. So those were the three um, pillars that I really wanted to pivot into. Mm-hmm. Um, but turning 30, when I looked forward at the sort of path going forward in such mm-hmm. a big organization, I felt um, a bit like a cog in a big machine, and um, especially as a woman in a male-dominated yeah. environment, mm-hmm. um, where was I going to be when I was 40? And mm-hmm. those questions really made me question where I wanted to take my career and yeah. you only live once so yeah. I thought it's now or at 40 at 40 it's going to be harder at 50 it's going to be harder yes. and that was a big um aha moment for me yeah that 30 when it happened I think people I don't think I've actually heard anybody say when I was 30 I made this big decision most people are planning a party <laughs> yeah that's true that is I mean I think I think like for women 30s like the age when yeah. you know you certainly see that divide of like what life was like in your 20s and then what life is like in your 30s. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting that you talk about big corporate because Marty and I have both come from big corporates. She's yes. certainly in big law firms or in-house and mm-hmm. it's very different. It's yeah. a, it's You do feel like a small part, a small cog in a big yeah. wheel. Yeah. And if you want to sort of roll your sleeves up and, and get more involved or have more, um, I think maybe more... It's not work-life balance. It's make more of an impact. Yes, exactly. Impact. Yeah. That's that's something I... That's exact word that I felt like I wasn't having the impact I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, at 30 and going forward, I questioned, will I ever get to the point where I'm maybe this big managing director mm-hmm. and running a large team? Or will it just be really hard work and that may not may not come to fruition or how long will that take and Mm. um and then I went back to you only live once so how you know make make my own path yeah that must have been quite scary yes it was how did you talk yourself through that um I I I would I was afforded the luxury of a little bit of time to figure Mm -hmm. out what I wanted to do and within that time I really got to take a career break and I think those are important through anyone's career whether Mm -hmm. it's a sabbatical or a gardening leave or just um, taking the time to figure it out for me I went off and did creative things so I started doing watercolors Um, I traveled a bit and when I came back um, I enrolled in London College of Fashion initially just curious could I even do this idea that I had we'll get to that Um, but but curious to see how it would go and once you're in the creative space, you learn that anything is possible, anything can be an inspiration that you turn into something else and create something. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the design course gave me that confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, I also ended up doing a pattern cutting course um, at London College of Fashion. But yeah. after the design course, I went and asked my wedding dress designer, mm-hmm. Amelia Wickstead. I love this part of your journey. I love it. I love. So firstly, I love that you went back to uni and properly acquired like those 30. skills. I love that. I love that. But then I love the fact that you went and, and did it and pay fashion <laughs> yes yes I mean I speak to people that are, that have maybe just graduated who don't want to work unpaid and I get it I do get it like London or living generally yes. is expensive yes but I, I do think that there is so much value in just not even just going to get the experience but just acknowledging that you are at the beginning yes yeah, yeah exactly like carrying down boxes like building rails, putting them back, yeah. doing all the running out to get, I don't know, batteries or like a little checkout machine mm-hmm. for an event they were having. Yeah. It's all the little fun things. But in between all of that, I really got to see the inside from a That's fashion it. perspective mm-hmm. and how um, a beautiful luxury um, brand operates from a schedule perspective, from wholesale, retail, production, Mm -hmm. development, the whole nine yards, Mm -hmm. and was able to add value. Mm -hmm. Um, But from that, I gathered um, what I needed to know from an industry knowledge perspective to figure out my next steps in setting up the business. Yeah. So did you, how did you sort the internship? Because I'm just touching in, we talk about networking. So Amelia, designed your wedding dress yes did you keep in touch with her or did you just go back to her on the off chance how did you, how did you so we went through the wedding dress process together and she um and I had several fittings and, and to the final stage of the dress yeah um I also during that period um kept close to some of her store mm-hmm. um stylists and just had a bit of a network there so yeah. Um, at the time when I thought of the internship idea, I thought I will first ask Amelia because that's the only designer I know. Yeah. Um, and if that didn't work out and they didn't need an intern, then I would just ask the streets like yes. anyone. Um, yeah. And it turned out and sort of reconnecting with Amelia and with her, um, one of her stylists who sort of put my CV in as well to make sure it was within the organization. Yeah. Um, her then CEO uh, really realized the value of what I was proposing and yeah. an eight year experienced um, investment banker willing to work for free mm-hmm. and help wherever possible yeah. within the organization. And, um, and it was a pretty easy, um, an easy sell. Uh, an easy sell. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I these skills. No, yeah. I love that. But I it's connecting the dots. And yeah. for me, that was like, I know one designer. Um, it's a, probably a far stretch but I'm going to ask her anyway you have nothing to shoot for the stars yeah Yeah. exactly no I really like that and also I just the the acknowledgement that there was a lot for you to learn yes do you do you think how did you approach that did it was it daunting um did you just it was I I just had to go back to be a sponge all over again like with anything and I thought you know on the one hand I could some people might think of doing a full fashion degree of maybe from a uh, fashion management and business side. And I just thought I have this many months, I'm going to give myself a crash course and mm-hmm. just gather the knowledge I need and um, go from there. Yes. And so that's what I did instead of going back and having tuition to pay and all yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So making it work for you at that yes. moment. Yes. Right. Yeah. So if are you able to just give our listeners like a brief overview of the brand you've created? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, the idea was inspired by, um, and I, I I believe a lot of women feel the pain points of dressing for work. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. A lot of clothes are 
can be incredibly uncomfortable, restrictive in the waistband, your arms can't really lift up, and, and we are high-performing women with places to go and people to see, and we needed clothes that really moved mm-hmm. at that pace. Um, it was on uh, one of these one-day, same-day work trips where I was dressed in my suit. At 4.30, the cat picked me up, flew out to Stockholm, had a day of meetings running around, flew back, and got home at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And on the flights, on the way back, I was sitting in my seat, and I thought, why doesn't this feel like yoga and can it look like a power suit? Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, and this is years now since this athleisure yeah. trend has now been, it's not a trend anymore, it's permanent. Yes. It's um, and I thought the fabric exists, there's a gap in the market, no one has attempted to use this type of fabric technology that's mm-hmm. four-way stretch, breathable, wrinkle-resistant, machine-washable, all these things. Mm-hmm in workwear to the full extent of it. And that was the idea for me. So Dye is um, a digitally native direct-to-consumer brand Mm -hmm. that is combining technical fabrics with performance and tailoring. Mm -hmm. Um, And we do it in a way that at our ethos, I want to empower women because comfort is confidence and we need that um, confidence to really empower us, especially in a lot of male dominated industries Mm -hmm. and to do all of this in a supply chain that is ethical and sustainable um, and eco-friendly. I love that. So I have actually worn some of your clothes. They do feel like yoga. They do feel (laughs) like you are very like relaxed. The fabrics are gorgeous and you guys are the only brand that's doing something like this yeah definitely so to our listeners who have not checked out dye please have a look and you have so we're actually sat in joanna's studio which is a a studio and pop-up store yeah it's a it's a showroom showroom yes showroom yes and it looks lovely i can see the current collection it's just really modern but not but still works for every environment and I, I really love the sizing um so your size range is from six to sixteen six UK. to sixteen and if I may one thing I learned when I was working um with Amelia and, and understanding a luxury supply chain mm-hmm. um we produce in um smaller batches that meet demand as right. best as possible um but we also are using luxury factories around the eu right um but being direct to consumer means that we're bypassing the middleman and mm-hmm. our pieces retail for 95 to 395 mm-hmm. pounds um whereas it could be triple the price um for some of the brands that our factories work for right at selfridges or not okay okay no that is that is really good to know so i think one of the reasons why I got you on the podcast is the career change journey, the brand itself, because I think it's it's amazing. I love that you kind of did this on your own. Yeah. I know you're married, so you, you have your, the support of your husband, <laughs> but you didn't get funding. You self-funded the yes, first collection. Correct. So I, I just touched on it being... It, may have been scary to sort of start again but what is it like to put all of your money into something that isn't yet tried and tested you're just kind of I'm assuming you would have you know justified it all in your mind which of course you did (laughs) yeah but what what is that like yeah. yeah um I was really um conservative in my financial approach so I set aside a small quantum to launch I set aside um so thirty thousand pounds, mm-hmm. which is for a business of a product um, um, business to start, have a website, have the photo shoot, have the branding, mm-hmm. have um, the model, have products like everything. Mm-hmm. That's sort of 
Yes. Um, but for me, I launched with just samples. So it was right. eight styles, five dresses, and right. I almost didn't do the suit. Thank God I did because yes. that's been the best seller and mm-hmm. the strongest piece in the collection. Um, and when I, I didn't make production immediately, right. I did trunk shows um, initially with my network in one degree within uh, London and New York. And I thought if no one's willing to pre-order, I don't have a viable idea in right. the market. Um, and that, so that was a me, test. That was a test. Yeah. And with people pre-ordering, that is paying up front um, to be able to fund part of the production and the raw materials in the first um, in the first instance. Okay. Um, it was very fortuitous that um, through people coming to these trunk shows, word got to um, initially a columnist at the Times. Um, and she published an article saying, I've found the perfect trousers. Uh, I was sold out that morning. Oh, brilliant. Um, and, put, and not that we went off pre-order for very long, but we went back on pre-order mm-hmm. and ended up selling hundreds of trousers within the first, um, the spike from that article. Well done. So, um, so that was very lucky, yeah. and I think it has that traction and the product itself being high quality and good, and mm-hmm. it's continued to roll and um, create a lot of organic loyal customers mm-hmm. and or, um, word of mouth exposure yeah. for us. So who is who is a diet woman? Who are you looking who who are you making your clothes for? So um, it is the woman who is in some capacity professional, um, whether it's initially I thought the, the finance consulting or legal mm-hmm. women, but actually it's way more than that. Yeah. Um, we have amazing inspiring doctors, yeah. non-profit executives, mm-hmm. um, police officers, you know, just the whole spectrum of anyone who needs to look smart yeah. um, and have, has a, a demanding job. Yeah. Um, there's, I think comfort is universal from an age perspective, so anywhere from 25 to 65 plus mm-hmm. are the women who are coming to us yeah. um, and needing this convenience factor and travel well factor. Mm-hmm. Um and so anyone who's just an inspiring woman is, yeah. is, is the go-to. Great. So um, I've come to hear you speak with... Um, Alyssa. That's it. Alyssa, sorry. FT. Sorry, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> and she asked you how your husband felt about you having this big career oh, yes. change. <laughs> and as much as I love the question, I'm not suggesting that we should be, you know, necessarily seeking the approval yes, I just exactly. just out of interest yeah because I've done the same I've done I've just made a leap from yeah. you know, being an employed person to a freelance person and it's a conversation yeah that you, you have to have yeah so what, what was he what was his <laughs> what did he have to say so um he is um he's very sort of black and white mm-hmm. um risk sort of conservative yeah. on that sense. So I think this was a quite a big change and a big risk for um, us as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he doesn't have very much interest in fashion at all. Right. When I was going through the entire months of setting up and creating everything before launch, mm-hmm. he did not give me feedback at all. Okay. So he opened the launch email just like everyone else. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> on the you couch. You find out why Email. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like we live together. Um, but yes, he he was on the couch. Mm-hmm. He got up from his mobile phone. He said, "Website looks good. The chances are that you will fail." Oh man! 
Which is a statistically true fact. I mean, he's giving you the fact, but I'm like, thanks, love. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, babe. Yeah, thanks, babe. So supportive. Yes. Um, and I think that's still, to this day, one of the funniest things, I, I think, in the experience. But it, it definitely holds me um, accountable to, or if I want that voice of, reason or here's the truth yes. is this too risky yes there's the mirror right back at me yeah. and I think that is a good balance that is have. a good balance you need somebody who's not just gonna you need the person who's gonna tell you it is you know the, yeah. the realist yes because when you're starting something new you can get kind of in your head carried away yeah and do the blue sky thinking that yeah. you need yeah but then you do need the person to keep you quite grounded yes and go oh these things may yeah. pop up and be challenges. Yeah. No, I, I do really like <laughs> that. I love that. Um, I just wanted to pick your brains as to um, any advice you would give to women who are thinking of a career change. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we're in a very entrepreneurial time. Yes. Like it's, there's, there's lots of information about, you know, be your own boss, start out on your own. And it's not necessarily a journey for everybody, but... Mm-hmm. For some people, it, it really is. Yeah. Um, what what advice would you give to women who are thinking of, of having a career change? Yeah. I think the number one most important thing, if you're having thoughts about a career change, mm-hmm. is the passion. Yeah. The passion for why you're going mm-hmm. to do what you're going to do, the idea that you have that you're going to pursue, mm-hmm. because there it's a roller coaster. There will be ups and downs, mm-hmm. and it's actually... Um, much harder than most people think. And I think the naivety also helps in that very first instance. Yes. For sure. Yeah. But, um, but, but in those ups and downs, and especially in the downs, it's that passion, that persistency, yeah. that drive that's going to push you through because mm-hmm. no one else will have that except you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People say, remember your why. Yes, exactly. Yeah, remember why you started, remember why, because actually when you just think, oh, I can't do this anymore, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore, you need yes. to remember, like, the, the passion. Yes. And number two, I think, is networking. It's oh. just about, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. Oh, I'm so and glad you leveraging said that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's really, we did a whole podcast about networking. Yeah. And it was, and I go and speak to students that are coming through and I say, listen to that one, listen to that podcast, because at the beginning, yeah. when you're, you know, you're starting out, you're doing the academic or you're learning, just know how to network properly so yeah. that, you know, you have people that you could call on if you need, you know. Yes, exactly. An internship. Yes, exactly. Yes, we're always looking for interns. Yes. Um, but yeah, and it's doing it in a savvy way and really being able to connect the dots and understand when you feel like in your gut there's a potential opportunity here That's with it. this person and doing it in a, in a really nice, elegant way with yeah, them. And, and authentically. Yes, exactly. You know, that's, that's been really important that, you know, you don't just go around just collecting yes, contacts. Yes, yes. You actually think, what can I do for this person? Yes. What could they potentially, even if you, even if you, there isn't anything at the time you could maybe yeah. do, but I think they'll doing it like that, they'll remember you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. But yeah, I think um, in terms of being an inspiring woman, I really find you very inspiring after hearing your story and how you know you you dedicated you know your career to banking and that didn't actually stop you from saying actually I want to do something else. Yeah, thank you. No, no, you're welcome. How long did that conversation? How long were you thinking like that? Um, I think it was. It was leading up to the entire year, um, not with a substantial idea or like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump ship now, but Mm -hmm. there was this 
um, desire within me to do something more consumer related and more relatable and creative. Mm -hmm. And I think it probably has also to do with the era of Instagram and seeing what's out there and people being able to achieve in a much democratized, flatter um, platform. Like anyone can Mm -hmm. um, express themselves and add value and Mm -hmm. create something. Um, And I felt like, I guess, FOMO. I was (laughs) missing out on that if I didn't try and do it now. But then um, at the certain point where I decided to leave, I was... It was the month of my birthday. Oh, wow, you at the same time. Yeah. Happy birthday, bye. But it just something within me really felt it, it resonated with the timing of it, and timing is, a, is also a really important um, step to everything. But um, for me, I thought this is this is the time I should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wait. You know, I don't know when the opportunity would be, and um, and then I will always wonder what's on the other side. And that's the thing for aspiring entrepreneurs is if you're really thinking and it's keeping you up at night, and you're you're really dreaming about what it's like to take that step. That's a really big sign mm. to go for it. Yeah. No, I I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm listening and I'm thinking you were so brave. You were so brave. Like just to go. Actually, this is the this is the time yeah, that I need to yeah. do this. Yeah. And if it didn't work out, I had skills to go back. Or it's very uh, transferable yeah. and employable skills. Infinitely to tra- transferable yes. skills. Yes. <laughs> and I think most people have infinitely transferable skills, but people do sometimes pigeonhole themselves. So, yes. You know, your skills are infinitely transferable, guys. They will apply. They you know, will across the yes. board. So yeah. even if you're leaving this job, you go and try something. It doesn't work out as planned. You can yeah. always come back. You can always go back. But there's no need for you to go back because Di is doing incredibly well, isn't it? It's very exciting. Yeah. It's been such a fulfilling journey. And I think the path for the company and the brand is only just, the, this is just the beginning. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited for what's to come, the new um, expansion of the range, the collections and things that we want to do, the women that we want to resonate with. It's mm-hmm. just, this is just the beginning. Great. Been lovely to have you, Gerald. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Karen. This episode is generously sponsored by Blonde Biscotti Coffee and Biscotti Bar in the heart of Houston, Texas. They are proud to serve third wave coffee and soft baked biscotti, blondebiscotti.com. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to click the subscribe button on iTunes so you never miss a show. And we want to hear from you, so please feel free to send us your questions and comments to notwonderwomanpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us at our website, notwonderwoman.com.